The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bond Ah, you're awful And A.J. Applegar Sin Shu Chu It's a mouthful All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Welcome to week one. We made it. Oh, you're out. You're muted. <laughs> Fucking. Yes, ah. we go. All right, good start to week one. Let's try that again. What's up, Suck man? Week one. Here. <laughs> hate you. Already. Pain in my ass. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so as I was saying to nobody but myself, uh, yes, I'm uh, I'm glad that we made it. Um, it was a, a long time coming and a lot of worry and still some worry. I mean, we still don't know if the season's going to make it past week one. Um, knock on my wood desk that it does for all of the 8,000 leagues I'm in. So... Yeah, we're here, uh, and I'm glad. Yeah, good stuff, man. So we got the uh, the Chiefs and the Texans on right now. We'll give you some updates with big plays, touchdowns, injuries, that kind of stuff when they happen. But, um, yeah, we're not doing play by play or nothing like that. Thankfully, you guys don't want to hear that. So, uh, yeah, so week one, we're going to get you ready. Uh, before we get into that, though, make sure you subscribe. Follow, follow us on YouTube, Periscope iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening and or watching us on, we appreciate the support. So uh, go ahead and hit those buttons. Um, but I'm ready to drink, man. You ready? Ready to take a sip? So let's do our I beer of the week. Mm, beer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, I'm going. I'm going heavy. I'm going with a ten percenter from Kushwa Brewing Company called Biggest Kush. Uh, it is a New England style triple IPA. I am celebrating the start of the season hard and in style. Uh, it's good though, man. I gave it a four and a half on Untapped. It's just I don't know, man. It's it's not like a like you know sometimes you get triple IPAs and you're like. Oh. That's that's a bit much. This one's good, man. It's smooth. It's not it's not too like alcoholy, smelly. Like it's just it's a good quality beer. I like it. Salad, salad. Uh, I myself uh, literally just went to the beer store an hour ago. Um, found uh, I did find a triple IPA that I had. Don't think I've had yet, but I don't have it cold, so. Instead, I'm going with uh, your friend and mine, friend of the show, Mr. Dogfish Head, 90 Minute Imperial IPA. Solid choice. Solid, yes. I was uh, I was very happy to see this on the, the shelf in the fridge part, since everything else I bought is warm. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, that's good. It's a good one, man. That's a good one. I, I can't knock you for that one. So. 
All right, so we're going to change things up a little bit this year, try to try to breathe some life into the show during the season. And we're going to start with what we call the advice column. Uh, so every week, AJ and I and, and producer Jeff are going to try to come up with a topic to discuss, you know, something either that's just kind of, you know, that we want to rant about. Uh, but most of the time, it's going to be something that will help you all you know, be better fantasy football players more than just, Hey, start this guy, sit this guy, you know, type of thing. Um, and this week, AJ and I decided to talk about setting your lineup for week one. And it seems like a basic, like, what are you talking about topic? But what it, what I'm saying is like, what, what I see happen a lot, right. Is people will draft their teams, right. And they'll get their eight or nine starters or whatever it is. Right. And, those are the guys, the, those first eight guys that they've drafted for the various positions. Those are the guys that they automatically just plug into week one. No, <laughs> don't do that. Like you would never do that in week five, right? If somebody's playing the Jaguars or something like that, like you need to, you need to play that favorable matchup. Now you're not sitting, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. You're not going to sit like a Julio Jones because somebody else is playing the Jags and it's a better matchup. Like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about those like flex guys, the wide receiver three type range guys. Like those are the ones that you can mix and match, you know, and you're going to do it the rest of the year. You need to do it in week one, too. You need to make the right calls. Start off one and oh and not oh and one. I mean, AJ, I mean, do you agree with me on that? Or you just usually play your your top guys that you drafted? Yeah, I I do. I, it depends on my leagues. I kind of feel like I have a combination of both. Some leagues, I'm just if I just really like the team that I drafted right from the get go, I'm putting them in. Um, but I do like playing matchups. Uh, I you know week one is is kind of hard to to justify straight matchups because. I mean, you really don't know. Every team's coming into the season zero zero, including everybody's fantasy teams. Um, you could have nine phenomenal first picks to start your lineup with, and four of them get injured. Okay, well that sucks, you know. But maybe they had not as good a matchup as somebody that that you had a later pick on. Um, so yeah, I I think I do. I, I tinker with it. I mean, I, that's what I do. We just talked about how I tinker with shit. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, pre-show, but I, I will, uh, as we watched you, uh, obsessively clean your, your, your chalkboard back there. That was pretty amusing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and the, the writing is pretty subpar for, uh, as high of a buildup as week one finally got. So I apologize to the listeners and or viewers. Well, more the viewers than the listeners. Cause you can't see my chalkboard. So, um. Yeah, chalk chalkboard uh, is not really uh, in in week one yet. It's still in the preseason that was never had. Um, but I digress. So yeah, yeah I mean, a, like I, you know, I've got some scenarios right where I'm looking at like a you know like a Devontae Parker or James White or Terry Cohen or something like that. You know, I could play either one of them in my flex and. I don't know who I'm going to pick yet in that scenario. You know, I've got my rankings out, but they're all pretty close. Uh, that's that's something where I'm going to have to make that call. And like, look, I drafted Parker ahead of all the, the other two running backs, but like, I could easily throw James White in there going against Miami, and I think I'll be okay. Like that, that looks like a pretty tasty matchup. Like, 
don't think Miami's defense got that much better. So <laughs> I'm not worried about James White having a rough go of it. Um, yeah. So I, it, that's those are the types of decisions that I'm talking about. Yes, typically you're just going to start the first, you know, your first six round, seven round guys because those are the guys you drafted first. Those, but those like flex type players, you know, those guys can kind of mix and match, um, and they need to. So, you know, don't don't just fall into the trap that you have to start your your main guys. So that's uh, that's just what my advice is this week to everybody. You know, we'll, we'll get into more, you know, how to set your lineup type stuff later. I'm pretty sure because um, that's always a, a big, a big piece of advice to give out. So let's jump in here next and get into some kind of news type stuff. We'll just call it our weekly topics. The first topic is official team depth charts were released uh, this past week, and some of them are, are very interesting. Uh, we'll start off here with the Detroit Lions and their running backs. Um, now they signed Andrew Peterson, so that was a, a big change there. Uh, DeAndre Swift has been injured most of camp, so I didn't expect him to be number one. But I sure as hell did not expect him to be running back four behind Ty Johnson and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. this is one of those things where, like, how much are we believing this, AJ? I, I, well, I can ask your answer your question with a question. Do we really know how injured he is? I mean, he's, no. I think he's back practicing, so I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Then um, no. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was just being. Uh, I know jackass, but yeah, no, I mean, well, that's what, what we talked about initially when we were, you know, coming up with these topics was why, why is he that far down? Okay, great. You signed AP, you know, bonafide should be future hall of famer. Um, yet he's on a new team in a new system. He, he doesn't know the playbook. Um, and Swift has at least had time to review the playbook, albeit not having time to actually play on the field because of no uh, no preseason uh, and and him being a rookie. So I get that, but I just I don't understand why he was that far down, and I don't have him that far down on the fantasy six pack running back depth chart that I updated earlier this week. So um, go to the site, check it out. Got depth charts for running backs and receivers. Uh, shameless plug. Um, one of the few articles that I do these days. Uh, so I, I don't. I don't agree with it. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. He's a rookie. He's got to earn his spot. And but I I would find it very hard to believe that he's not going to see significant work early on. Um, I know Carrion's the starter, and he's going to start game week one, maybe week two. Peterson's going to get in the mix because he's a vet. And look, he'll have a limited playbook for AP, but how much of a playbook do you need to give a guy who just goes, here, hand off the ball and go? Yeah. Like, that's what he does. You know, that's I'm going to just not terribly run difficult. through this line, but um, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. I'm not buying into that one. Another one that's interesting that kind of caught my eye was Washington. And McKissick, of all people, was listed as running back one. 
Um, Gibson was behind him, and then it was Peyton Barber, I believe, and then it was Bryce Love, who is actually, besides Gibson, because I think he's going to get involved just kind of a whole lot of places, passing game, screens, that kind of stuff. I like Bryce Love the most out of this backfield as the pure runner. What do you say? As a pure runner, I, I can get on board with that. I personally like Gibson. Um, I think he's got a little bit more of that gadget kind of, you know, je ne sais quoi, whatever. Um, so I can see him getting more involved all over the field. Um, I mean, Barber and McKissick kind of know what you're getting with those guys. Um, I mean, they're they're good veterans. Uh, they've been in the league for a while. You know, they're, they're just hard-nosed players. And I think they've got a bit of a, excuse me, a bit of a chip on their shoulder, possibly, from not really ever getting a, a fair shake as starters anywhere. I mean, I know Barber was kind of a, a 1A, 1B scenario with Rojo in Tampa, but he never yeah. really fit that mold down there. Um, you know, McKissick's kind of bounced around a little bit himself. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see week one, you know, all four of these guys really try to get involved because Philly's running defense is not really that good. Yeah. So I, I think it's like a it's it's a nice week one for this group to really kind of almost have a, a somewhat preseason esque game. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree. I think they're all going to get involved a little bit. It'll be interesting to see who kind of takes the lead and, and who really comes out of it. It's one of those backfields where, like, at the very end of the draft, maybe I'll, I'll snag Bryce Love. Gibson's going a little too early for my blood. Like, we don't really know what he's going to be. I mean, I think everybody likes the potential there, but, like, it's a total shot in the dark, in my opinion, to take him where he's going at this point. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on here. The other depth chart that caught my eye, and uh, Jeff pointed this out, was the Raiders and their wide receivers. All the rookies. Now, of course, we know Tyrell Williams done for the year, so that helped. But I kind of thought that they might just slide Nelson Aguilar in there in front of Brian Edwards. Nope. They said all their young guys are going in there. So it's... It's Ruggs and Brian Edwards outside and then Renfro in the slot. Um, <clears throat> it's <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, I, I snagged Brian Edwards like with my next to last pick last night in the fancy six pack and you know staff and friends draft that we have. Um, I, I'll take a chance on him. I, you know, if he busts, whatever. It's a last round pick, just about, so it's not a big deal. But. Um, are you surprised to not see Aguilar, Mr. Alligator Arms, in there? No. no. <laughs> I mean, as an eagle, <laughs> you know all about that. <laughs> no. I mean, I still, anytime I think of Nelson Aguilar, I just think of that, uh, the one tweet, or the video of the one guy just slamming him. It was hilarious. Oh, like yeah, they caught yeah. They caught this guy in the middle of, you know, a downtown Philadelphia deli, like, picking up, you know, half-assed cheesesteaks and some some beat-up hoagies, and then they start talking about Aguilar. It was, it was great. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I mean, 
not not to hate they talking about like catching much. a baby from like a fire or something he was like yeah i didn't nelson aguilar that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was fantastic it was something <laughs> just completely absurd um i i you know again not not to completely bash you know former former bird but he had his ups and and more downs with with the eagles and I, you know i just think he never really lived up to the hype that he had initially when he came into the league. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to use the term well-deserved, but it just, just never lived up to expectations. It would be the nicer way to put it, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I like the rookies that they have there. Uh, I, I think they're going to, they're going to be a very interesting offense this year. Um, I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll see what I'm Chuck curious to see, Yeah, I'm curious to see how they're going to be able to do with that much young, you know, two rookies being the primary targets on on offense there for, you know, rookie wide receivers usually kind of struggle. So that it'll be yeah. very interesting to watch that offense unfold here. But all right, let's move on here. Another topic that we wanted to cover is, you know, handcuffs, running back handcuffs, right? And so we've got the obvious ones, you know, Dallas, Minnesota. New Orleans, everybody knows you draft the top guy. You got to go after the next guy. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as, as soon as cook goes down, Madison's almost an RB one plug in like automatic, you know, Pollard right there too. Latavius Murray, same thing. Everybody knows those guys and they get drafted yep. just based off of being good in general. Not always as handcuffs. There's some other situations though, where we're seeing, uh, the the backups not get drafted at all and 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 the the handcuff to me there is very interesting and i'll start here in kansas city the game that we're watching right now daryl williams man like we like look i will admit edwards hilaire is looking pretty damn good um so this looks like you know he's gonna be the the lead dog there daryl williams can easily you know perform and he's only 28% owned in Yahoo leagues. Like I I think if you're an Edwards Hilaire owner, like you probably should go and get him more. Um, mm-hmm. he should be owned more. Like this is another one. This is like an under the radar handcuff situation that you know we wanted to point out. And so you know, Darrell Williams, I think he caught like a like a swing route early on in this game and ran it up the field for like 10 yards. Like he's got he's pretty talented. Like in the offense, right? Obviously, like whatever running back is getting the ball here is going to produce. So if he gets the opportunity, then you're going to wish you had him before everybody else jumps on. And, you know, if Edwards Hilaire gets hurt. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, the nice thing with Williams, too, is that <clears throat> last year he was kind of the, the really heavily trusted back. Uh, in in the mix there. I mean, we came into the season, and you know Darwin Thompson was everybody's you know Darwin the darling. Uh, he came in, and and everybody wanted a piece of him for whatever reason. He just got all the hype coming in, and nobody knew anything about Daryl Williams. Um, obviously, they had Damian Williams coming off of his fantastic playoff appearances and everything mm-hmm. the, from the year before. Um, and he was okay uh, for the most part last year, but not the same guy. Uh, but Williams, 
Williams was the trusted back. He made the plays just like what you talked about with that little swing route. Okay, you know, not a big deal. It's one one play here and there, but it's a, a, a combination of continual performance with those same types of plays. And he just performs. So I, I like Williams a lot. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get a ton of chances last year, but, you know, when he did, he, he was pretty good with it. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's he's somebody you need to keep an eye on there. Another one here, now he's drafted a little bit heavier, and this is Chase uh, Chase Edmonds in Arizona. Um, but there, there's still just a lot of guys that I'm noticing. Now he's 43% owned, but... There's still a lot of like he needs to be owned more. You know, there's there's all this talk that you know Drake should Drake can't handle the load. Uh, can he? Um, he's he's been kind of banged up in camp already. So like Edmonds could legit be, you know, a good a really good backup for you if you're a Drake owner. Um, this week maybe we're not going to see it so much. They're going against San Fran, so it's going to be a tough start to the season for the Arizona Cardinals. But I mean, this is just another one of those situations where, like, he's been—he's a handcuff who's going, um, you know, un, unnoticed. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Green Bay—that's—I don't know. I mean, it's Aaron Jones, and then obviously there's um, Jonathan. The what is it? Williams? <laughs> Who? Green Bay? No, AJ Dillon. They also have Jonathan Williams. No. Who's not? The other guy. Oh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, thank you. It's like, I was, you, I was in a while I kept thinking Jonathan. What chart are you looking at? I'm not looking at a chart. That's my problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this off exactly. Me. Scratch. So uh, I would have gone to fantasy I mean, so six like, pack that I think, net and seen the depth chart there. <laughs> might have had a better chance. Uh, yeah, so with, with this situation here, my opinion is that you want Jamal Williams and he's got a little standalone value himself. He's going to catch passes out of the backfield. Um, yeah, he's it's clearly, clearly, uh, Adam, uh, Aaron Jones. Why isn't Yahoo finding him? That's what my problem is. Jamal Williams. What the hell? <laughs> I'm just going to go to spell. I, Type in yes. Williams. Well, Williams popped up like 500 players, so that didn't work. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find his ownership percentage. I'm just going to type in Green Bay. <laughs> All right. So his ownership percentage is 6%. You mean to tell me he can't be owned in more leagues than that? I, like, yeah. And look, I get it. Like, he's probably going to sit on the bottom of your bench, burning a hole at, in it. But like, if Aaron Jones goes down, he's probably the guy. Like I don't really think Dylan is Dylan's eighteen percent owned, which is quite hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I mean, staring at that right in front of me now. He's been touted all camp by beat writers and everything as the number three back. I don't know. If, I mean, if Aaron Jones goes down, Williams has done it before. I don't know if they're just going to hand it over to Dylan. I think they'll both get more work, but I think you'll want Williams more. And I bet if if Jones were to go down, you will see Jamal Williams' ownership skyrocket yeah. way past A.J. Dillon's, in my opinion. 
because people are going to see pretty early on that Dylan's just going to be a plotter at this point. He's going to be a push the pile type of guy, a goal line mm-hmm. type of guy, which is valuable. You know, if he gets into the end zone, yeah. but you can't, it's yeah. hard to rely on that too because you just never know. Um, so uh, the Green Bay situation is interesting. I think if you're a Jones owner, you're just praying that he stays healthy because you don't really want to have to own either one of those guys. And there is two of them. So it's kind of like, eh, we don't know. And the last yeah. one here is uh, it's Pittsburgh. And I know there was a lot of hype for McFarland after the draft, you know, being the, the next man up. Um, but in reality, the, the handcuff you want, like if Connor goes down, is Benny Snell. It he's gonna get the he's gonna get the carries, yeah. And yeah, they'll mix in other guys just like everybody else will. But Pittsburgh is one of those teams, like a Kansas City, that they kind of like to use one guy. And so you know, he's Snell may not get the same workload that a Connor would, but he's gonna he's gonna get a significant chunk of that backfield when you know if Connor goes goes down. So. Yeah, you know, these are guys, and he's eleven percent owned too. So these are guys that I'm kind of wondering, like the owners of those players, they, they probably should be owning these guys too, um, especially in today's NFL. You know, with possible COVID, right? You know, like these guys could go down at any minute, and then and then everybody's fair game. Like you're pro- like unless you are just happen to be checking it when the news breaks and rush over to your fantasy league to grab him. You're you're shit out of luck this year. Like this is gonna yeah. happen fast and furious. Um, yeah, this this year is going to be a a whole different animal than what we've seen with with pickups and and people yeah. rushing to free agency. I think because we've really been, I mean, in my mind, without sports. Yes, I know baseball's being played. Um, yes, I know NBA is being played in a bubble. Yes, hockey is being played as well, but I, I mean, football is the sport. It's the biggest of the four, um, you know, in, in normal times, in my opinion. Baseball's close behind, but the baseball season is, is such garbage this year. I mean, well, not lately with all these ridiculous, you know, <laughs> football scores, Madden scores, basically, <laughs> yeah. for, for baseball, but. Um, that would be MLB the show. That's cool. Well, (laughs) I know, but I don't, I don't really play video games. So whatever I'm going with, I'm going with my knowledge base. Um, and you're the one that said football scores. So there you go. I think that it's going to be just uh, everything. Every game is going to be under even more of a microscope this year, as far as people watching and tuning in, um, so it's it's just going to add to the the fervor of everyone. Just oh, somebody's injured. I got I got to go immediately pick them up. And and who's on my bench that I can still drop? And and they're going to do that. Now mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, people are going to have knee jerk reactions, and they they may drop someone to pick up a handcuff, you know, or you know next man up player due to an injury. And they may drop somebody who's actually fairly valuable without really thinking about it. Um, and that person could fall into your lap if, if you're savvy enough and following everybody's transactions closely. So 
keep that in mind too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you know, it's funny that that league that we we were both in that we drafted on Tuesday night uh, with a whole bunch of Maryland guys and you know local guys as well. Um, <clears throat> I actually really like the waiver setup that they have, and I didn't even know that you could set it up daily. this way. Yeah, so it's daily waivers. Nobody's first come first serve all week long. So the normal waiver yeah. runs Tuesday night to Wednesday morning, whatever, right? And then, but every day. Everybody's locked until the next morning. So it's waivers and it's fab, but it's waivers every morning mm-hmm. until Sunday. Sunday's everybody's fair game because well, you want to give people the opportunity to like if they have to make a last second adjustment because somebody got hurt, then you have that uh, that uh, availability or that option to do it. Um, but I think that really helps. And, and I want to try to get that set up in all my leagues. because I, I do like it because it really does stop this like oh i just happened to be around when the news broke and i was available to do it where like you know i don't catch it until three hours later oh well crap he's already picked up in all my leagues because Mm -hmm. i wasn't around so i like that it gives everybody a fair shot at grabbing those you know the replacement players that you would that you would get so that's just that was very interesting um i don't think i'm going to get it implemented this year unfortunately probably the year you need it more than anything but um, it is it is something I, I want to try to get implemented everywhere if if the site allows for it. I know some sites won't, but I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I've got that same setup in uh, in a dynasty league I'm in as well on sleeper second year uh, dynasty league this year. So I don't know. I'm I, I I like the first come first serve because that's what I'm used to. You know, once that initial waiver run clears. Um, but I also I I'm getting more used to this. Uh, I I didn't like it at first because it's like oh well I need somebody I, you know I want to go get this guy and I can't I gotta wait or I gotta put in a claim and then see what happens you know overnight. But then you wake up that next morning and it's like there's always action. It's like Christmas you know, morning every morning. Cl- yeah, it's like <laughs> it's awesome. <sighs> yeah, it's like Groundhog Day. You know, it's just, <laughs> just getting all of the uh, all of these ads. So. It's, no, a, it's I, definitely I, interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely like it. I mean, I'm no, I'm no longer the person that can sit there and you know be glued to all my team thing. I mean, too many teams to be able to hop on and grab the guy every time it's available. Like, so I kind of need it. It's more just it's how it's evolved for me in fantasy at this point. So it's it's nice. It's a nice change of pace. I feel like. All right, the last topic here that we've got is kind of in the same boat as the handcuffs. But these are just, there's players that always go undrafted, um, you know, whatever, or just their their own really low. So we, we chose a 25% or less ownership percentage on Yahoo as a threshold of players to kind of keep an eye on. We're not necessarily saying go out and get them right now. We're saying, hey, if if you know watch it like see how he does right um if if he's shown some life then you need to really pay attention to this guy maybe even watch the box scores a little bit for him you know watch watch the games pay more attention to him when you're watching that game um i'll start here and my first one is paris campbell the colts this guy had huge like potential last year he came out of the draft uh, I want to say second round pick. Um, 
we just dealt with injuries all year, and the quarterback situation in Indy wasn't good after Luck randomly retired. So it was just bad all around. Um, coming into this year, they've got Phillip Rivers. T.Y.'s always banged up, had been in camp already. Um, yeah, they brought in, you know, cup, you know, they brought in a couple guys. Um, but I still like Campbell's upside here. And he's he's owned pretty low. I think it was like twenty two percent or something like that. I had it I had him pulled up just a second ago, but I, I closed it. Um but you know, again, he's not somebody that I'm saying go rush out and get. Um but he's definitely somebody who I'm interested in. Um yeah, it's twenty two percent. And and you know, maybe picking up as you know, or if you've got a spot at the back, you know, you had somebody go on random IR, you know, and you've got a spot, you know, pick him up, you know, take a chance. Don't just pick the safe guy who's going to get you like four points every week. That's not going to do you anything. Campbell might get you zero, but he could also be really good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep my, my first one of my first two picks here because the, the two guys I've listed here are the same ownership percentage at, at a measly 24. Um, Paris's uh, league mate, you know, teammate Michael Pittman Jr. Yes, he's a rookie, but I- I've liked this guy for a long time. Um, I-, I think that he's going to have plenty of opportunity in this offense, um, and-, and him and Campbell, I think, are both going to thrive with Phil Rivers and uh, Ty. We know is you know uh, a weird blade of grass getting stuck in the bottom of his cleat injury away from. <laughs> being out for 17 weeks yeah so yeah that's the whole season you're right good good listening people <laughs> and the other one is fits i i mean i'm having fits that fits is this lowly owned i i don't understand it um i, I mean i do because he's, he's just a he's guy old. now man like that's the thing but, he's just a guy he has zero upside man he's he's gonna get you like four to five to six points most weeks, man. He's just not, he's just not a guy you really yeah, want. Possibly, yeah, like it's not going to win you weeks, man. It's just not at all. Um, and he might not, but if you have studs <laughs> everywhere else and you have a great Eric Rodriguez matchup, is blowing up our <laughs> shout out to King Rod. What? I don't know. You happy? <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting blasted on, on the chat. I just noticed. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I get that he's just a guy, but with D hop in town now, I think it's going to open him up a little bit more, uh, him and Kirk, but obviously Kirk is much higher owned because youth and, and, uh, talent upside. But I I still think Fitz is, is going to have a couple of weeks here and there where he's going to be, he's going to be startable, you know, on, on a bye week or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they brought in D hop, and Kirk's an ascending player. Drake's around. I just, you know, he's a wide receiver three on that offense now. It's just not anybody. I, I'm actually kind of surprised he is 24% owned. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, my next guy here, I've actually got two, same team. Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro, man. I think both these guys, I'm actually, a, I was huge on Renfro earlier. I've kind of soured on him a little bit because the rookies basically passed him on the depth chart. Um, but, you know, Renfro's a slot guy who Derek Carr loves to check down a lot. So Renfro in like a PPR league is like, talk about safe player. He's like money in the bank, man. Um, yeah. 
Brian Edwards is just massive upside. Uh, thanks to the Tyrell Williams that gave him the huge opportunity. Um, but these, these are guys that I, I would even go get Renfro now. Um, and I told you I drafted Edwards at the end of our draft. So these guys are, um, th- these guys are potential, you know, you know, flex type receiver guys that I think you could, you could get for nothing right now. So, yeah. Uh, I agree. Sorry. There was some movement in, (laughs) you got, you got a rat. No, it's, (laughs) it's a big bag of like four pounds worth of candy that I bought for a pinata that we're doing this weekend. Um, gotcha. And it's it's like sliding off of the other beers that I bought into the box, lower and lower, slower and slower. So, anyway, I've got Ryquel Armstead as my next guy here. COVID um, IR himself. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> he's on the COVID IR. He's only seventeen percent owned, probably because he's on the COVID IR. Um, and the coach said he'd be out for a while. It, whatever yes. the hell that means <laughs> not not good signs but if your leagues are like mine and joe's leagues where you've added spots because of covid for mm-hmm. ir and whatever you have you know house money to play with for yeah, extra spots freebie. So why the hell not stash the guy i was literally trying to draft him in my other league last night just for the sheer fact of you don't have to draft a defense or a kicker in Yahoo. And I wanted to get him and just slide him right over there just to, you know, for the hell of it. But it, it, he wasn't labeled correctly in Yahoo, so I couldn't do it. But I, I think yeah, no, he's, that's, that's, he's going to be good the advice, man. potential I like guy. That. No, I, I like that, man. Um, I, I like I like being able to... Uh, you know, stash these guys on IR, and I don't really know what Eric is doing. He keeps telling me to shout out to him. Um, I don't know what's happening, man. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So my next guy, couple teammates here. You know, we talked about Bryce Love and McKissick earlier. These are guys that I think you want to keep an eye on. See who kind of emerges from that backfield. The other guy for that team is Steven Sims. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty high up on him. You know, I, I've been taking him in the back end of my drafts lately, and uh, you know, with with the injury uh, there to the receiving core with um, oh um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Harmon. Harmon. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Hunter, and I know that wasn't right. Uh, you know, that opened up that opened up the opportunity for for Sims, and I don't know if you remember at the end of last year, man. He uh, he was phenomenal the last month. Yeah, uh, like was. four touchdowns the last month, like. He was crazy good. Um, so he's a guy who I think has talent, and we'll see. I mean, the offense may be blah, but you know, sometimes there's always, you know, these random guys on these crappy offenses that just kind of come out of nowhere and they can be reliable. So he's a guy I would definitely yeah. keep an eye on. Yep. Um, so the next guy I have on my list here is. Ten percent ownership, and that is uh, Mister Safety Valve himself, Randall Cobb. He's in this game tonight. Um, you know, again, D Hop is no longer in Houston. They brought in Cobb to help kind of fill that void 
and he's just been a successful slot guy throughout his career. He's a possession guy, so I you know I really like his upside, and he very well could be the leader in receptions for this team. You're looking at everybody that's ahead of him on this depth chart, and you got too many cooks in the concussion kitchen. You've got Will Fuller shit. He's not going to be on the field. Uh, and then you got Kenny Stills, uh, Nash, and Young. So I, I don't know. I mean, Stills has never really amounted to much. Uh, he, he's a boomer bust guy. If Fuller can stay healthy, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fuller's he's obviously gonna, the he's, guy. He's, he's the, the guy. Healthy, that's the problem. And, and you know, and... You know, I make the the concussion joke about Cooks. I I, I do that in jest because I, I want this guy to succeed. You know, I, I think he's a talented player when he is also healthy and and he's a uh, you know he's been on way too many teams in the past you know umpteen years for his talent. So, um, I, I just think he, his career has been derailed by this stuff. But if Cobb can get in there and do what he does look out yeah i I like Cobb a little bit i definitely just yeah definitely one of those like let's just keep a lookout for him and and the last guy like i won't talk too much because we've talked about him a bunch is jared mckinnon um you know there's always this kind of a random guy that pops out of that san francisco backfield and you know mckinnon was signed a couple years ago and just had a lot of injuries and it sounds like he's 100 healthy right now looking good in camp um i won't take a shot on him you know late uh, yeah. Or, you know, especially after this first game, see if he gets a bunch of work, see what happens. Um, so I, I like McKinnon as a, as a potential spec ad if if we're going to use Richard's term here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, I'm going to keep it in San Fran with my last guy, and that's Kendrick Bourne. Um, part of this is more or less because of, you know, the injuries that, that Debo's been dealing with. He's he's not on the pup anymore. Um they got Ayuk, who's a rookie, and he's been dealing with some some injuries coming into this week as well. Uh, I, I think the matchup is is phenomenal this week for these guys. Um, so keep an eye on Bourne. Uh, he he's had some really good, really good games. Uh, you know, last year as well. Um, uh, got, by the way, uh, Edwards Hilaire just busted off a twenty-seven yard run, just juked some people off. Out of their shoes, big time in that play too. That was that was pretty nice. Edwards yeah. Hilaire hype was real, my friends. That was uh that was no joke. Um, yeah. All right, let's do let's Delta. rip through the injuries here and get to the last part here. So, nice. uh, no quarterbacks, thankfully yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, let's try to keep it that way year, for at least four games. Can we yeah, do that? Last year was brutal. Um. Running backs, Damian Harris, after all the hype in the offseason, taking over for you know possibly Sonny Michelle, who's now back, is now in the IR himself. Hand injury, you know, the IR this year is different. You can come back, I think, after three, four weeks, whatever it is. So, you know, it's possibly he could come back. I don't I they're not really saying if he will or not. Um I think Jeff wrote here, uh JJ Taylor is a spec ad. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of mouths to be fed in that New England backfield. I just kind of shy away from it, except for James White, because James White has his role. Like you know what James White is. Everybody else is like, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we mentioned Raquel Armstead. Uh, he's apparently out for a while. 
Um, James Robinson is the starter now because um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Zigbo is also yeah. out. Zigbo just went uh, on the IR out too. with the hand so, issue. Yeah. And they signed Dari Ogunubuale, um just recently, like yesterday, I think. Yeah. I mean, I still think the one guy you want in this backfield is Chris Thompson. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if I want to really trust any of these running backs who, A, James Robinson was an undrafted free agent. So, <laughs> like, not that that hasn't worked before. Phil Lindsay's awesome. Um, you know, I think Aaron Foster was one. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's happened. But like, I don't know, man. This team just looks like they want to tank. So I'm just not buying it. Miles Sanders, uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. He's returned to practice, but he's he's limited. You know, I, I think he's got a good, a fairly good matchup. Although that that front seven for Washington could be something kind of crazy. Um, they've got a lot of good names up there, but it's whether or not it's going to work. Um, and for Washington, it never seems to work. So, um. But Sanders, you know, limited. He's been out most of the most of camp. We'll see how much work he gets early on. They could slow roll it here with him. You know, Boston Scott could see an uptick. Um, so that that'd be the guy that I would potentially look at, like a and maybe like a DFS like real deep, you know, cheap play. I'm sure. Um, yeah, you might want to run through the receivers here. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was just getting ready to take the reins here. I was going to tell you to shut the hell up and let me talk. Uh, <laughs> It's plenty of fun telling you to shut the hell up. <laughs> I, I, I uh, thoroughly enjoy that. Brandon Cooks, who we obviously mentioned, um, he was questionable coming into tonight, but he is active uh, right there. We have it listed. Randall Cobb, S-Z-N. Season. I know. I know. Okay. Just and, making uh, sure, man. I didn't know if you were hip I, like I hate, that, man. I hate the use of season is what's in the notes. So I don't know that if that's... <laughs> yes. Well, I am right there with you. So <laughs> I thank agree. you for that. Um, season is spelled without a Z for those of us who uh, graduated second grade. Um, Jalen Rieger is dealing with a shoulder issue. Uh, he did practice yesterday, though. I... I don't think he should play in week one because that should just be the Carson Djax show like it was last year um, and probably will be. But you still got Jay Jaw there. You got Greg Ward Jr. Uh, Godert could definitely benefit. Um, you know, and especially, again, if Sanders is is not going to play or will be limited, I wouldn't be surprised if this became a, a pass-heavy game. So all of these guys are going to get involved, as, and, and even more so if Rieger's out. Uh, you got Mike Evans. So we've got uh, all caps, Scotty Miller, season uh, again. <laughs> Sound like an old man reading that. Um, <laughs> why, why are we doing this? Because I am an old man. Uh, yeah, Mike Evans, I'm, man. I'm, I, he's scaring me with the soft tissue of, injuries, man. The epitome. I, I knocked him down my draft rankings like right at the last minute from up. He was seven, I think. I knocked him down to thirteen. I mean, not a huge drop, but like you yeah. know, he went he went behind you know Thielen and stuff like that. Even like I, I just I'm I'm worried when you hear like soft tissue tissue injuries and like those don't go away very easily. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Deontay Johnson 
uh, is dealing with a foot injury. He did not practice. Uh, we got Galladay's missing some practice. That is scary, um, especially for about 90% of my teams. Yeah, uh, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, but hey, you know what? Like, if Galladay yeah, misses like out, it's uh, it, it's Marvin Jones Jr. season. You got Amendola season. Hell, you might got Hawk season. Come on, <laughs> the season for everybody. Uh, Cortland Sutton dealing with an AC sprain is very questionable for Week One. Uh, and then you got both uh, the 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 PP brothers here and Parker and Preston Williams yeah, dealing with like hamstrings over there, yeah. so it's some ticky tack stuff. But but stuff limited, to keep an eye but on. hey, you never know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll round it out here real quick. Uh, defense, we don't usually do defense, but big name here, obviously Von Miller out for the year with. Well, they're saying he might come back, but. Uh, be real here uh ankle ligament injury that sounds awful so um i definitely dropped the broncos defense as soon as i found out that happened was like nah i'm good i'll go pick up the eagles and pick on the redskins this or washington i'm sorry uh that's gonna take me a minute <laughs> all right let's whatever round it out here finish it up here with our week one picks i'll start so for those who are new to the show or uh, don't remember, uh, we do sleepers. We do quarterback, running back, receiver. We'll do bus, quarterback, running back, receiver. And then this year we're adding a tight end to stream and then a defense to stream. That's that's not new, but uh, the tight end to stream is new. So uh, start off here with my sleeper quarterback, and it's, and it's Bridgewater. Uh, you know, he was good last year for the Saints, man. When he when he played, I know that offense is totally different, but uh, you know, and he's got Mike Thomas there, but he's got DJ Moore, he's got McCaffrey. Good matchup too against the Raiders. This could be like a huge scoring game, honestly, because both defenses are just putrid. Uh, yeah. so I, I I like the potential there for Bridgewater to really surprise people week one. Yeah, I'm uh I'm going with with our boy here, Mr. Tyrod Taylor, H O K I E S Hokies. That's jersey, man. That needs to be Let's hanging do up. Do it. I know. I need to I should have wore right? that tonight. <laughs> should have wore that tonight. Especially but it's pick. signed. I don't want to uh I don't want to hang it up and put it on the wall my, behind get you, my man. Stank on it. <laughs> um yeah, no, I will. I will once uh once some some changes occur, then then we will uh, we will definitely have the the row of jerseys. But yeah, I mean, going up against Cincy, I mean, come on, this is this is the perfect week one matchup for him um, to just go out there and say, hey guys, guess what? I can be a starter in this league. Sorry, Herbert. Yeah, no, I <clears throat> I thought about Tyrod myself, but didn't do it. Uh, so my running back here is. Tariq Cohen. Montgomery is, you know, he had that groin injury. Uh, he's now back to practicing in full. So it looks like he's going to be back. But I wonder how much Montgomery is going to get involved, you know, or how exactly how much work they're going to give him right away. Like they might, you know, ease him into things. It's a good matchup this week. So I'm thinking, you know, Cohen could could do some big things, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield here. So even though it's Trubisky, sadly, for the Bear fans. I'm 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 sorry, Jeff. <laughs> so what'd you it got? Should be big dick Nick season in Chicago. Why is it not, <laughs> it Jeff? Should, man. Why is it not? <laughs> oh my gosh. He just said Trubisky's gonna be a top ten QB this week. 
Did oh. you rank him that way on Fantasy Nation? Baller. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not, not at all. Don't back it up. You can't back it up. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. What you got? Uh, all right. I am going with carry on my wayward Johnson. I mean, look, I get it. Chicago's got a pretty good defense. But we already talked about Swift being you know, somewhat demoted for whatever reasons. Um, so I think he's not going to get a lot of carries uh, this, this week, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, if Galladay's injured, I think maybe Stafford tries to lean a little bit more on the run. And, uh, you know, Carrion's got something to prove, too. I mean, he's, he's got to come back and show that he's healthy and, and try to take the reins, uh, you know, away from the rookie and the, the Wiley vet. So I, I, li- I love his upside this week. Yeah, I don't know what to think with that Detroit backfield. I, I really like Swift overall, but Carrion's probably going to be the guy early on at least um, <clears throat> until Swift can get up to speed, it seems like. Um, even though, I, honestly, I wrote this down before I knew he was dealing with a foot injury, but my receiver, I'm still going to run with it. I'm hoping he plays. is Deontay Johnson. Uh, Big Ben's back. Um <clears throat> favorable matchup against the Giants. The, their secondary is bad. So um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. As my sleeper. All right. All right. I just did this in the That's, wrong yeah, order. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I was like what? damn it. <laughs> That's all right. Fuck you week one. Anyway, um all right. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, and I'm trying to like figure out where we put our numbers here. I'm looking where you got. Okay. Um, we didn't have our number. I, I probably deleted them by accident. No, I, I feel like it was right around this spot. I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, you know, you obviously <laughs> like Bridgewater for the matchup that it is. Uh, Usually that coincides with the receivers having a solid matchup. Not always, but um, you know DJ Moore is going to get his, I'm sure. But I think uh, I think Robbie Anderson's going to be going to be utilized, and uh, and I think he can shine this weekend. Yeah, not, not a terrible one. Uh, <clears throat> so my bust is going to be your boy Carson Wentz. And look, it's not anything because I think he's going to play bad. <laughs> I think it's that the Eagles could get up really early, uh, you know, really big, and it may not be because of him. It might be because of a couple like pick sixes or something. You know, Sanders runs one in or something like that. Like you know, maybe Wentz will get like a touchdown and like two hundred yards. Meh. I mean, you could see that type yeah. of game out of him. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, he this obviously has the potential for like a 300 yard three touchdown game too, but I'm just, yeah. there weren't a lot of guys up top that I didn't like. So I just, I went with the one that I thought could be like a blowout and not because he did much. But yeah. Then, you know. I, I kind of fell a little outside of the top 10 here and I'm going with Cam Newton. Um, new team, new scheme. You know, I know Belichick, you know, really has high praise for Newton but he dealt with so much injury wise, you know, last year and throughout his career in general. Um, I'm just, I'm not buying into him yet. 
So who you got for running back? Uh, mine's Kenyon Drake. I mean, I know Arizona, you know, figured out how to make some noise against San Fran last year twice. <laughs> Edmund I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying into it. I'm not, I'm not taking that bet again. Uh, I like the offense, obviously, but San Fran's defense is just straight solid, man. So yeah, Tufty. That's pretty yeah, much that reason. That was the one I was gonna go with, and then I looked at the thing right before I started typing. I was like, "Son of a bitch." Okay, uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Kamara. Um, it, it, it's hard to pick him because I, I feel like this game could be one of the best games of this weekend, the highest scoring at least. Um, but the Bucks defense is also no joke. I mean, they're very solid up front, so. <clears throat> You, you, you factor that in with the various off the field issues, you know, and, and not really issues, but the just the various controversy that that Kamara's seen over the past few weeks with the contract talks and the oh sorry in advance guys blah 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 uh, you know, yeah all that shit and uh, you know and then just a little the the ticky tack injuries that he's been dealing with so. I mean, that stuff kind of worries me. Um, I think they will get Murray involved. And, you know, don't sleep on Ty Montgomery getting involved randomly. Um, you know, he, he kind of could fit the the new gadget mold for uh, for the Saints there. So Interesting. Um, all right, so my receiver, got to go with my boy. Amari Cooper. That was an easy pick for me. Uh, Like the Rams defense isn't anything to be scared of, but they do have Jalen Ramsey. And so he's going to shadow Cooper most likely. Um, And I just don't think Cooper is good enough to beat him. So I think they're going to get a Gallup, maybe even some CD lamb in there more than you're going to see Cooper this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that game and um, go with my, my original uh, sleeper with uh, <laughs> Mr. Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, this this is definitely a tough matchup against Dallas. Um, but I've been saying it all, all preseason here, you know, our preseason shows. I love me some Bobby Trees, Robert Forrest, whatever you want to call him. I, I just think he's, to me, he's a he's a better option this week yep yep all right man so let's do our tight end of stream so these are going to be guys and we haven't picked our threshold yet um i just went with somebody pretty low owned and i was really surprised to see jack doyle in like the 20 percent range um fantastic matchup this week obviously against the jags um phil rivers we know likes to throw to the tight end granted he's had some really 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 good ones in in la you know with the chargers but yes, doyle when yeah. he's healthy man he's no joke you know he's a target hog he has been his whole career when he's on the field um i, I think jack doyle is going to surprise some people and i think we're going to see his ownership go up a lot after this week it, yeah um i, I don't <clears throat> know why his ownership was as low uh, it's it's as the it injury was. scare i mean because it, it's availability I, I i get it but i you know and we talked about it before tight end is kind of deep this year so um all right all right all right all right, all right. let me see here uh, i had a guy that i liked i just want to double check the ownership 
And yeah, he's too high, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll go with Ebron. Why not? He's getting some hype, man. Yeah, give That's the guy some love, one. you know. Not a bad one. Um, I, you know, it's it's a fairly going against the G man. You know, decent matchup. I feel like so. I, I, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Ebron some love. Keep it yep. with the uh, the indie ties. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So now defense to stream. So. Uh, Obviously, you know, these guys aren't low owned, but they're not 100% yet. Philly and Indy, um, you know, they, they've they still got some room to go, I feel like. They're they're the easy, like, stream picks this week. Um, but not meeting our criteria here, I guess they are well over 50%. Um, the Chargers, man, the Chargers versus Cincy, um, I think... I, I liked the Chargers defense anyway. I, I was kind of surprised to see him, you know, so low owned anyway. Um, and they're going against a rookie quarterback in his first game ever without any preseason. Like, y- yes. I mean, I know everybody likes, you know, Joe Burrow, but uh, I mean, let's get real here. It's, it's good. It might be tough sledding a little early on for him. Yeah. So, yeah. You got yeah. one or. I do, yeah. Sorry, I was uh, just savoring one of the last few sips of this 90-minute beer on this less-than-90-minute show. Um, we did it. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. For once. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. Um, I, I don't love this pick, but Buffalo... This these games for for whatever reason the Buffalo Jets games to me are just boring NFL matchup. You know it's division, it's it's knock down, drag them out. You know fight. Um, I just think they're they're just going to randomly get some sort of a pick six or you know a blocked kick return for a touchdown uh, and and somehow salvage the day. And, and get you some points. The deep dive, but yeah, man, uh, it yeah, wouldn't have been my first pick. I like the Buffalo offense this week um, or this year in general. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought you might go Tennessee versus Denver with Drew Locke and possibly a hurt Carly Sutton. That was that was, was the one I was also looking that, at. The percentage was kind of high on that I mean, one. I went the Chargers. They're forty-seven, but, so I kind of was going to yeah. give it to you this week. It's tough, man. All yeah, the good defenses, you know, we don't but, know yet. So all the good defenses are all taken. So yeah. it's I, it was kind of like, I mean, I'm not picking the Giants, right? I'm not picking the Bengals. Like those are the low-owned guys. Like usually we can find some, you know, dumpster dives at this point that are like worth it, but not week one. So I was gonna, I was gonna raise the bar a little bit. So anyway, um, that's it, man. Uh, before we go, though, I want to make make sure I give a shout out to our new graphic designer, uh, Crystal. Uh, she made the the new title bar that you see here, the Fantasy Six Pack Hour little uh, little throwback, you know, video game vibe here, the retro vibe. I love it. It's uh, good work. She's she's making some more graphics for all to spruce up a lot of our podcasts here. I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got because uh, everything else she's made so far has been fantastic. So definitely want to shout out to her here. Um, Thank you, Crystal. Make it, making us look good. We love it. Um, 
but yeah, that's it. Uh, the score of the game, 24-7, Kansas City routing the Texans. Kind of expected that. I know, right? Uh, so, sorry, Bob. Who are you going to drop this time? Watson, week one, trade. What? <laughs> Bob, Bill O'Brien. Oh. Bob doing Bob things. Gotcha. No. All right. Anyway, that's all we got. Bob season. Good luck in week one. Hit me up on Twitter with lineup questions, whatever you got. Uh, check the rankings, that kind of stuff. So, good luck. Right, cheers. cheers. See ya. Week one. Crack it.